Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to St John, chapter 20, beginning to read at the first verse. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went towards the tomb. The two were running together but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Yes, Christ is risen. And with that, he brings the promise of new and abundant life here on earth and in the everlasting. Death has not had the last word. Death has lost its sting. Death has once again been conquered by everlasting love. We have been through Lent through Holy Week, through the darkness of Good Friday, the emptiness of Holy Saturday, and here we are on Easter Day. Alleluia. And boy, what a Holy Week it has been, quite unlike any other for all of us, I suspect. There have been debates in several parts of the worldwide church about how to celebrate Easter this year. Some, in Italy, are calling for the opening of the churches on Easter Day, because, and I quote, we need more than science to beat COVID-19. And I believe that some churches in other parts of the world have indeed reopened today. 
Others have suggested that we postpone Easter until we are all together again, free of the virus. There have also been endless debates around whether priests should celebrate the Eucharist and hold live-streamed or pre-recorded masses and services of Holy Communion from their homes, or whether they shouldn't. In the Anglican Church, some, like our own diocese in Europe, are advocating participating in the spiritual communion. I myself have gone backwards and forwards in my mind over these things. I'm not st- still not sure where I land, but there are two things of which I am certain today. The first is that there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that today is Easter Day, and the second is that Christ is risen. You can't postpone Easter. It has happened for over 2,000 years in all sorts of difficult, seemingly hopeless crises and circumstances, and that is part of the whole point. Easter is not some kind of wave a magic wand and everything is fine approach to life and death. It is a message of hope, promise and new life right in the midst of whatever situation we might currently find ourselves. It is the assurance that there is life after death that we are given today. It is on what that assurance means that I want to focus with you for a few moments now. Jesus' resurrection is not an example of another raising from the dead, of the kind that he performed on others during his time on earth. This is not another bringing Lazarus back to life, or the young girl who was sick. The resurrection that we celebrate this morning is not a resuscitation, It is the gift of a new kind of life. Let me say that again. The resurrection that we celebrate this morning is not a resuscitation. It is the gift of a new kind of life. A new kind of life is exactly what so many of us are craving right now. We're ready to come out of the the other side of the pandemic, and we will. And when we do, I wonder what that new kind of life will look like or how it is already beginning to look? What are the ways in which this experience of pandemic and lockdown are changing or have changed us? Where, today, can we see signs of God's love conquering darkness? I see them in the gestures of human kindness all around us, in the people doing grocery shopping on behalf of the elderly, from the people volunteering their time for the medical services, in the people sending cards or making phone calls to people who are isolated, in all those working on frontline services, in reconnections that have been made, old friendships that have been revisited, in the creative ways people have used the extra time they have, in the music, art and poetry that has been produced. I heard a wonderful account of a street in Brussels where a group of people got together for the 8pm clap and sang part of St Matthew's Passion in the street, observing social distancing guidelines, of course. There are potentially signs of new life for our planet as we find ourselves travelling less, polluting less in the wake of COVID-19. Perhaps this pandemic has been a wake-up call for our need to show greater care for the planet. What kind of new life is this lockdown bringing to our spiritual lives? How has it brought renewal to our private prayer and devotion? 
How is it bringing renewal to our understanding of the church and its mission? My sisters and brothers, Easter brings new life. It does not restore things to how they were before. It is not resuscitation, but the gift of a new kind of life. Alleluia. When I was preparing my sermon for this morning, I sat with the account of the first Easter from St John's Gospel and was struck by how meaningful that Easter experience, the one for Jesus' first disciples, is for us this year. There is a great deal of trepidation, uncertainty, sorrow and even fear in the experience of those first witnesses. In her devotion on Thursday, Sarah reminded us that the disciples didn't know the end of the story. You can almost feel the pounding of their hearts as the two disciples ran to the tomb when Mary told them the body had disappeared. They were not jumping up and down for joy, singing Alleluia. Not yet. They were wondering what this all meant. And Mary, Mary weeps. John uses that word three times in the short passage we just heard. Mary was weeping. Just think for a moment about everything those followers of Jesus had been through. The intensity of their experience. They'd only been following him for about three years and so much had happened. They'd been blown away by everything he said and did. Their lives had been turned upside down. They'd given up everything to follow him. And then in the last few days, they'd watched this person whom they thought was going to save the world die on a cross, beaten, dead. And now his body had disappeared. So many questions and for now, no answers. That may be a little closer to your Easter experience this year. Like Jesus' first disciples, we may not be full of answers yet. Some may feel that we are singing our hallelujahs a little more cautiously than in previous years. Coronavirus is causing great pain of separation, economic hardship, loneliness, vulnerability and even evil. The disciples had been through all that in the weeks and days leading to that early morning on the third day. My friends, Eastertide is a season. We have 50 days to celebrate Easter. In those first days after the resurrection, the disciples were behind locked doors, hiding, confused and desolate. It took time for the reality of what had happened to sink in. It took until Pentecost. Perhaps this year we will need all 50 days for the message of love and new life really to sink in. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead can and does have a date, but it is not an event enclosed by history. It has happened and it happens every year. It happened today. Christ is risen. Love has won through and that is a promise to which we cling more dearly than ever this year. In closing, let me take you back to the words of the introit with which our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters began their service this morning. I am risen and I am always with you. Alleluia. You have placed your hand upon me. Alleluia. Your wisdom has been shown to be most wonderful. Alleluia. Alleluia. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. 
You know when I sit down and when I rise up. My sisters and brothers, Christ is risen. Christ is with you and knows what it is like to be you. He knows exactly how you are feeling this Easter morning and he promises to be with you always. God be with you and all those you love this Easter tide. one